is Up Woke Wasted Fam. It's Zach Hoffman coming at you. Today, we don't have our special friend, Neil, my special friend, Neil, but <laughs> what we do have is something, I'm sorry, Neil, but even more beautiful, even more precious. We have the beautiful, the lovely, the radiant Emma Viant. Emma is a very special soul to me. She's the closest soul to me in creation. She's a very, very dear friend of mine. We actually used to share a very beautiful romantic relationship with each other. And you guys have probably heard me talk about her before. And we decided to come on today to show you guys our relationship now, the way we've transitioned it into a beautiful blossoming friendship and the way that we share wisdom with each other and the way that we share support with each other. So Emma, I'm so excited to have you on. How are you? I'm so good. That was the most beautiful introduction I could have asked for. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. I am so beyond honored to be present for this beautiful thing that you've created for people that's that's touched people, that's changed people's perspective, that's changed people's lives. So thank you truly for having me on. It is an honor uh, to be we're here already, with you. We're already doing it to each other. We're already going to fucking cry. Let's not do this. We got to keep it together. <laughs> We have to keep it together for the people. <laughs> it was so hard to focus on the intro. I'm just watching you like, mm, you're doing your fucking cute little squirm thing. And I'm like, oh no, <laughs> I'm going to decommission her. <laughs> so Emma and I have been talking about getting on this podcast and doing it together for a long time now. And we finally mm -hmm. found the right time. Spirit finally gave us the right time. Emma has recently moved to a new location for her and it has been uh, just some beautiful soil for her growth um, and has really opened up this opportunity for us through spirit. So Emma, do you have anything that you want to say about like how this move has affected you and how it's put us in, in this, this more optimum position for what we're doing? Mm, absolutely. Um, I am in Tulum, Mexico for anyone who's familiar with the uh -huh. magic of this place. Um, <laughs> and I think what makes this space so beautiful and so special is just how many people come here because their souls called them here. Mm, yeah, And it is one of those places that like, if your soul calls you there, there's going to be magic waiting for you mm -hmm. in some way. And, you know, it's been challenging and it hasn't been magic from day one, but the more that I expand myself and find my edges and, push myself a little bit out of my comfort zone, the more I find myself landing more and more into my soul mm. and into this deeper trust in my own intuition and this mm -hmm. deeper trust in my own journey, you know? So I think that it's created this really beautiful space where I'm just trusting what comes out and I'm just mm -hmm. trusting what comes through and I'm just trusting my own process. And I'm, yeah, letting go of a lot of the old stories that used to come up in my yeah. creation. And so, yeah, it's beautiful to be able to bring that here now yeah. with you. There's so there's so much there. I mean, there's like kind of what, what you're talking about. Tulum is right now almost like a site of, it's like the Western world site of spiritual pilgrimage. And that mm -hmm. comes, it's, it's, you know, kind of social media influenced in, in regards to that. Like people are seeing that it's a site for magic. So it comes with its own challenges yeah. with regards to, spiritual egoism and just, mm -hmm. you know, those types mm -hmm. of things, but you do get a lot of the real deal there. And what I will say mm -hmm. is that 
we were having a, we had a beautiful, like two and a half hour conversation yesterday, as we always do. Like, it's like, yes. we're going to talk fucking pencil it in kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and what I will say is that like, have like every time I've talked to you since you moved there, your, your wisdom and your intuition blossoms more and more. And it's not that you didn't have the wisdom or the intuition before that, right? It's not that he was even so dormant, really. I think it was just that you've created the space to let that out. And like you're saying, like you've elevated your trust in yourself. And I sense that a lot more. Like I sense that like some of the doubts are dissolving. And so the floodgates are opening up and like the things that are coming out of you, it's almost like the wisdom before had edges to it. And now it just feels full and it feels like it has life in it. Um, and it feels like it has, it has your energy in it. It's not just like the wisdom of words. It's like the wisdom of heart. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Such a beautiful reflection. Always your reflections are always so beautiful to me. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the reasons that we wanted to come on and we wanted to do this today, like we said, is that even, you know, it's, it's kind of like this observer mindset that you get when you start meditating, when you start the spiritual path where you're like, you start to observe yourself and you, you understand that you are not your feelings. You're not your thoughts. You're not these things. Like you're this, um, this indomitable, powerful, everlasting, eternal soul that exists within. And you get the ability to witness what goes on in your own internal world. And you get to be impressed by it and you get to be um, grateful for it and all these different things. And I feel like we've had a similar experience with our own relationship where mm. we're watching our relationship unfold as it transitions and as it changes with the years and going like, fuck, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, how did we go from like, like, I mean, even our romantic relationship changed and transitioned and grew so much as we, as we were dating. And then we went through like rocky periods with, you know, breaking up and, you know, emotional turmoil and all these things. And now we find ourselves at this place of balance, um, still growth, but balance where we can find this equal form of support for each other, this depth of communication and this sharing mm. of wisdom. And I think that we both mm -hmm. find that we're kind of like impressed with how we did it. And mm -hmm. we wanted to like bring that through and really share it for people. Mm. Yes, yes. And as you're talking about our relationship and the ways in which it's evolved, it really uh, brought me right back to like the beginning of it and mm. like <laughs> just <laughs> oh, <fuck>. um, <laughs> um, honestly, just the ways in which your presence in my life um, woke me up in a lot of ways. Mm. And um, I'd always understood this concept of soulmates and like believed in soulmates and believed that I had a soulmate and I think when you came into my life, it was like, it was like, fuck, not this guy. No, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. And I remember and you, journaling you were very honest it. with me about it too. <laughs> very <laughs> honest with me. You're like, here, I journaled about you last night. You need to read this. And it was just like, <laughs> I flipped off the universe last night. <laughs> Off the universe I'm like journaling about it I like start this we we had this intense just that intense um evening where just like a lot of shadow came out of you and you had like left my apartment that night and I was just processing it and I started to just journal and let it flow and just like I started to write and just like I don't feel like like I don't feel like this would be a good 
long-term relationship. And I just started to hear this like little giggle. And it was like, the universe was just like, he, 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 he. And it was just like this moment of realization of like, okay, that's, 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 that's someone that's him. And in where I was in that moment, mm-hmm. the the truth was that's him, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's him. That's mm-hmm. my soulmate. That's whoever, whoever I was in my mind waiting for. Um, that was you. And it was just something that, ooh, I have like so much energy running through me right now. It was, it was something that really shook me to my soul. And mm. what made that so profound was it touched me in this way that I had never been touched before. Mm. It, it, it shook me to my soul. And in that experience, in that process, it brought me deeper into understanding the truth of mm. my soul <laughs> and the ways in which my mind <laughs> was separated from mm. the truth of my soul. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're making this sound like I did something and I, I'm just one of you guys. Know, I was <laughs> so did. <laughs> did not. I was very rough around the edges. This is literally just like the, the literally the process of us meeting um, caused this very powerful awakening in you. And I was not spiritually awakened at all. So you are actually mm-hmm. the person who was responsible for my spiritual awakening through, through blood and guts and sweat and tears. Like you really did this for me. Um, <laughs> you worked hard. So I actually kind of wanted that you would, you would reference that night. Uh, we can call it the night of darkness or like Batman, the dark the night rises. <laughs> yeah. Some shit, whatever you want to call it, but dark let's night of the a, soul. Let's it talk was a, a dark night bit. of the soul. It really sure. was a very dark night of the soul. Like, I mean, I remember the energy that was pouring out of me that night and it was like, it was frightening. Like the room, you know, sometimes like when you get like an Akashic records reading, you get some kind of like profound spiritual moment, like the room gets kind of wavy, like with heat lines almost. And like, you can feel this massive presence of like great spirit with you or like your guides with you or like very powerful entities with you. And it was like that, but on the darker pole of that thing, it was like my anger Mm -hmm. and my pain was like this living entity that like Mm -hmm. filled the room. And it was like, I've never, you looked, you got like three shades paler, your eyes got bags underneath them immediately. And you just looked more frightened of me than you'd probably ever looked. And I wasn't like, I wasn't trying to intimidate you. Like I was like, let's be very clear. I wasn't like threatening her. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, It was just the, the pain. She had activated this pain body in me that had radiated out. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about how we got there. Um, mm. So when we met, so we met in college, uh, we met on like, we were both on a night out separately um, and we had ended up meeting at this point in my life. I had, I was recently out of, um, an engagement. So I had been engaged to my past partner and, um, due to mental health issues, uh, like, like depression, she had left me maybe two months prior to you and I meeting. So I was not, I was not looking for relationship. I was not looking like my heart mm-hmm. was in pain. It was aching. It was wounded. It was guarded. Yeah. And you, you found me like, you know, I didn't, I didn't go approach you. Like you found me and, um, and saw something in me that nobody had ever seen in me, or maybe they had, but no one had ever talked about it or no one had ever been, been able to identify it. And you saw these things in me and you, you sought to call these qualities out of me. Um, yeah. And I disagreed. (laughs) We'll put it that way. 
there was a lot that I disagreed with. You, you saw the capacity of my heart. And at that time, my heart was wounded and guarded. You saw Mm -hmm. the potential of my soul. And at that time, anything soul related made me incredibly uncomfortable. I had visceral responses Mm -hmm. to it. Like you Mm -hmm. saw all these things and you called them out of me. So at that night, which was, I shit you not, maybe two weeks into us dating, like we, we hadn't been with each other that long. Um, it it was just very intense. We were, I forgot even what we were talking about, but you, I think you, what it was is I was not willing I was not willing or ready to let go of my last partner. And Mm. you just kept showing up and you just kept loving and you just kept being there and like what we, what some of us who are on this path recognize is that our pain is often not always activated by other pain. It's activated by love that we don't feel that mm-hmm. we deserve. Yeah. And yeah. that should, that love kept coming in and just like, uh, like a well, it was pushing the, the mucky water out to the surface and you yeah. hit this deep pain body that had to have been lifetimes old at that, at that point. Mm. Um, and it just poured out of me. Yeah. Mm. And what I will say is that I just want to add that I just want to add that it wasn't just love that I was bringing. There was also a part of me that was very, very pokey, very like, and not in like a mean way, but like a, like a poke, like, what is this? What's going on? Like, what are, what are these, what are these beliefs about yourself? Like, what is all the smallness you're carrying? What is all this? heaviness you're carrying what is all this like what is all this like what is this and it was just like this continued like challenge of like I know mentally I know that you know and I could see that you knew I could Mm. see that you knew and I could see that you were carrying things that went against what you know the, the understanding and the knowing that you were carrying inside of you and so it was kind of like what is this <laughs> why yeah. are you carrying this why like what are you doing with this you know <laughs> like what is this yeah and yeah and because I think you felt so disconnected from that knowing and hadn't really been brought out of you quite yet it was it was like this inability to really understand why I was poking and Mm -hmm. why why I was showing up and why I was continuing to like see you the way I was because I just had this I just I could see it so clearly I had this understanding and it was almost humorous to me like it was which which aggravated me more (laughs) it aggravated you yeah it was so bad. Yeah. I was so angry with it. Like, so at this time, like I was, I mean, I was heady with intellectualism. I was like a very, you know, I was a very high performing student. I had always been smart. And I thought that I had all the answers because in my entire life, that's, I was always that guy. People would come to me and if they needed mm-hmm. answers about something in their life, I was the guy, whether they yeah, were adults yeah. or my age or younger than me, like it was always that. And so I had this person coming to me claiming that they, you use like, I mean, you would use the term like higher knowledge, higher truth, higher understanding. And I was like, when you call, I remember we were talking in the car one time driving to see your mom. And I was like, you you know, you can't just call it like higher knowledge, higher understanding. It's so arrogant. And I was like, you know, obviously just calling my fucking self out. But like, it was this thing where you were like, no, I know better. And I was like, no one knows better than me. (laughs) Nobody's better than me. It's like this, this fucking arrogance. But you were poking this pain body and you were giggly about it, but you were also curious. And the way that it felt to me was like, I just kind of felt like you, because I didn't, you know, deep down I knew, but I, at the surface level, which is all that I identified with, 
I didn't see these things that you saw in me. And I was just like, she's just trying to make me something I'm not like she's, she, Mm. she has the weight of these, the weight of these expectations that she has is crushing me. Mm. And she's trying to get me, I'm I'm in the process. I'm trying to be in the process of healing. And she is trying to make me grow into this like type of man that I don't feel that I am. And I was like harboring not resentment, but it was like getting to the point where like, had it continued, it probably would have gotten to that point. So we had, mm-hmm. we, we had a rocky start, honestly, but, and I'm interested because we did, and we've talked about this, but like, there was also so much like love there, um, even yeah. from the beginning. So I, like, I want, I want to ask you like, <laughs> like, what, like what kept us together? You know, like, how did we, like, how did we navigate that? How did we do that? Hmm. Mm. How did we do that? Um, <laughs> uh, let me see. I think there are a lot of aspects to it that um, obviously there are a lot of aspects to it that felt so soul aligned for me. And I didn't really know what soul alignment. I mean, I did, I had a good understanding, but soul alignment like that, I was, I, I was very resistant to letting go of it. Mm-hmm. because I saw so much potential and because I would receive visions of having like a future with you, which was unique. All the past partners that I'd had, I created my own visions, but it was ours had a remembrance and a familiarity and like a pre, it was like pre-created. So it was very, mm-hmm. a very unique experience to me. And um, I think also at the time, if I'm being completely honest, like, because I was going through this deep spiritual awakening Jesus, and yeah. yeah, part of that was, you know, self created through like a uh, microdosing on psychedelics. And so it really accelerated that and process. Sometimes not microdosing. Sometimes half dosing, you know, quarter <laughs> dosing. And yeah. so there was definitely that like energetic deepening of it. Um, but I was hesitant to let go of something that I felt like, gave me confirmation that I wasn't going crazy, you know, Yeah. going through a science program at UC Davis and having like deep, 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 profound spiritual understandings and knowings and just not really knowing um, where to seek support and uh, validation for that. And I felt mm-hmm. like you were the person who was going to wake up to our uh, bond and I learned what twin flames were and I, it, mm-hmm. it felt so right. Like that word, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. And so I think I was really like this person, I'm going to wake this person up because mm-hmm. I know I can, because there's no way in hell he's not feeling something here. There's no mm-hmm. way in hell. Um, but then it also was, you know, pressure on you to awaken faster than yeah. you wanted. And, and that's probably where a lot of that reflection came from of she wants me to be someone that I don't feel like I am, you know, mm. and yeah, it probably would have been a much gentler, much more, you know, loving awakening for you if I hadn't felt like I needed um, someone to validate and be with me through it. Um, I definitely felt like that was a part of it. Um, but I think it it definitely, (laughs) it definitely was this like heart connection that kept me coming back. Just like this love for who you were and this incredible, 
incredible, incredible, like just going to meet with you for lunch at the dining hall and like <laughs> just sitting down with you. And it was just like, I felt like I was like going to sit. I felt like I was sitting in a garden. I just went to like sit down in a garden and it was just like this, like home. It felt like this home. <sighs> it was like, incredible like sitting I remember like you know having lunch with you or having dinner with you on like nights that we could steal you know um yeah and uh yeah it felt like it felt like warmth you know like the, the feeling of walking into it's a cold winter night it's Christmas night it's cold you uh maybe just you know you just got off of the plane and you ubered home or you taxied home or whatever <laughs> and then you walk in the front door and the fireplace is going and all of your your loved ones are sitting around the fireplace and they're all in their sweaters and they're happy to see you and you walk in and you get hit with the physical warmth of the fire. You get hit with the relief that your travels are over and you get hit yeah. with the warmth of the love of everyone around you. And that's what it felt like to me, at least being in that, being in that aura, being in that like shared aura. Um, even then, you know, even back then. Um, and I didn't want to give it up. I really didn't want to give it up even though yeah. <laughs> like my, my, like even though all the superficial wounded parts of me were squirming, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, yeah, they really were. And I, what I will say is that like, yes, I mean, the expectations were heavy and at the time they were, they were more than I thought I could handle. Right. But yeah. especially emotionally, cause I wasn't, you know, I, I grew up in like a very, all the men in my life up to that point were like very hyper masculine, toxic, masculine mm -hmm. type of dudes. And it was just mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, and, and especially with like, you know, my stature and things like that. Like I had to be extra that in order to fill the extra space. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I was very guarded and very wounded, but what I will say yeah. is that it, it was perfect because had that awakening for me been any more gentle, I don't think I would have the veracity of introspection mm -hmm. that I have right now. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think that like I would have the capacity to quickly and thoroughly break down and analyze like, what is happening psycho-spiritually and like what my internal experience is like um, mm. because like I had to grow fast to stay in our relationship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Especially when things got more like rocky towards the end of our relationship. And it was kind of like, mm. you know, when you're like, uh, <laughs> you're like running down a hill or something and you, it gets a little ahead of you and you start taking these longer strides and you're like, I'm doing what I can to keep my feet under me. Yeah. Right. It was kind yeah. of like that, right. Where it was like, you know, I'm, I'm still growing. I have to keep growing. I have to keep breaking these things down, these walls down. Um, mm. And quite frankly, like, I mean, it's helped me tremendously in this life, but at the time it was quite uncomfortable. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you for all your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and for just being me, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there, there is something that I think I've always thought is like, especially now with being able to look back with clarity about our relationship. And we, we touch on this a lot, like how much all of our kind of wounding really was brought out by each other mm -hmm. and how all the, all the ways that I am who I am have been just like the perfect, the perfect in quotes, mm -hmm. um, the perfect reflection for all of the ways that you've kind of struggled in your life and the shadows that you've worked with mm -hmm. and definitely on the other side, like um, me with like 
um, struggles with my dad being emotionally unavailable. And like, Mm -hmm. that was who, that's who you were at the beginning of the relationship. That is who I was. Yeah. Yeah. Like like there, I had most, I walked through most of my life actually very like happy and very fun and very charismatic and very Mm. joyful. And so there was all this sweetness and all this fun and all this excitement and spontaneity. And then mm-hmm. when you tried to get, when you tried to take it deeper, it's like, and, and like, I, I wasn't like under control of it per se. Like I wasn't like, oh, she's trying to get something from me. Time to shut down. Yeah. It was like, I yeah. would feel my body's energetic and emotional systems just shut down. Mm-hmm. And it was like the world went gray to me. Like everything wow. in my energy system shut down and it's almost like my aura would like collapse onto me and turn into this like colorless thing. Um, and there was like nothing you could do or say that made me care. Like, I remember looking at you and I would, I would like, how, how do I describe it? So I'm in this moment and I'm like sitting on your couch in your first apartment and I'm looking at you and you're sitting there and you're looking at me and you have tears in your eyes. And I remember this is like a real thing that happened. You're looking at me with tears in, in your eyes. Like you'd said something, you'd put your heart out there and I'm looking at you and what's going through my body is nothing. Like, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, like, I don't care. But like, I wanted to care. I was like, I should care. Like she's pouring her heart out to me. She needs something from me. Like she wants my love. She needs my love right now. She's, she's being vulnerable. She's being brave. And I could not bring myself to emotionally muster up any type of care for it. And I, and like, normally, like I would feel guilty about that. Like, oh, why don't I, why don't I care? I feel, I should feel like, I feel guilty about this. But all of the emotions were so far away from my thought process that it was like, I felt like guilt. It was like almost like I was in a cave and there was like a cavern in the cave that just dropped down into the center of the earth. And I could hear the echoes of my guilt. Mm. I could hear the echoes of my empathy for you Mm. from the bottom of this subterranean cavern. But I was like up in the cave and I just didn't, you know, I could hear it, but it didn't matter. Right. Like I couldn't feel it. Mm. Um, It was interesting. And I don't even know how that started to go away. Like, I don't know when that started to turn around. I think it's just years of learning how to wall out emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And just like having the reflection, I think again and again and again and again, Mm -hmm. and just like, yeah, receiving that experience of being connected and in tune with, like, it sounds like even in that moment, you had an awareness of what, you know, you have a remembrance of what was happening in your body and what you wanted to feel and you couldn't feel it. And I think just the process of undergoing that experience and continuing to have, you know, what was associated with that experience um, continue to come back in love really allowed you to open so that that experience that you were having that shutdown, that like aura energetic shutdown could kind of be moved through you and be worked with. Mm-hmm. Yeah have it's almost like pushed to the surface and looked at and yeah i even see you right now like you're shaking it off a little bit like there's like mm-hmm. you're in movement um also i just gotta say like i love these i love these masculine feminine dynamics that we're approaching right now like i am standing like like rock still and you're like swaying and like using all this creative <laughs> energy it's just very beautiful yeah. but what you know what i feel like the energy running through this conversation is like very very powerful And I feel like, I mean, like probably both of us are accessing somatic memories that we might not have otherwise accessed and we're like bringing these things to the surface and like kind of allowing whatever you want to call it, the light of our consciousness, like the, 
the the present like the ever present love just to kind of like surround it subsume it change it um yeah it's very it's very nice yeah yeah i love being able to reflect on our story together i think that's been one of the most beautiful aspects of our relationship and i can mm-hmm. feel it kind of i feel the energy right now shifting and going into um i think that's a big part of why we've been able to cultivate one of the, one of the reasons we've been able to cultivate such a beautiful connection now is because mm-hmm. we have given each other mm-hmm. the gift and opportunity mm-hmm. to share our story of the relationship and to not make any of it wrong for the yeah. other person and to just bring understanding and empathy and yeah, just like, make it our story, make it our story together. Um, not make it his story that has all these things that I don't agree with. And my story <laughs> that has all these things that you don't agree with. It's, it's our story. It's our, yeah. it's our story of love. It's our story of connection and journey and experience and growing and healing. And also um, heartbreak and pain and agony and like insecurity and frustration and yeah. abandonment and like all of these, you know, really, really powerful things. I mean, I had a friend ask me maybe three or four weeks ago, like, and I had said that we had gotten off the phone together and he's like, yeah, like I've been meaning to ask you, like, how do you maintain that friendship with, with Emma? And it was like, you know, there's this unspoken thing and now it's going to be spoken, but it's like this unspoken <laughs> thing of like, and we talked about devotional love yesterday. It's like, we are devoted mm-hmm. to each other, but not romantically. Like we're, it's not like, oh, we're only, de- we're, cause we're not devoted to one form of relationship. And that's a key here, right? We're not yes. devoted yeah. to a construct of relationship. We're devoted to each other at the level of soul, right? Where it's like, no matter the ebb and flow, the way that the tides change, like who we're dating, you know, who we're friends with, the way that our personalities change and shift because they have changed and shifted and grown a lot in the last mm-hmm. several years since we've been um, separated. We, we, it, it's like, it's kind of like those old school marriages where like people would be like, we're backed into the wall and we're not divorcing, like that kind of thing. But there's like, <laughs> we found, but like, we're not committed to just like, oh, it's, you know, romantic or, oh, it's sexual or, oh, it's uh, marriage or anything like that. It's just like, well, no, I'm committed to this person though. And that actually allows yeah. for space and freedom and love, right? It allow it gives like, it's like a pasture for love to blossom. And so yes. there's like devotion to each other. And it's like, well, yeah, like we're always going to be friends kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I think it, but I think it goes a step deeper than that. You know, it's, it's devotion, not just to each other, but mm-hmm. devotion to each other's like path and well-being. And so, um, you know, we can say like, we're always going to be friends, but maybe there's a time and there has been a time where like you needed to take space and you needed to mm-hmm. separate from me and we needed to just not talk and not connect yeah. and not rely on each other. And that was really hard for me because you are someone that I feel like I have these beautiful, profound conversations with. And we, ha- we share that we just connect with these beautiful understandings with each other. And mm-hmm. I was really afraid to lose that. But at the same time, like, because I'm devoted to what is best for you, mm-hmm. that process for me was, was still beautiful because yeah. in being able to accept that, I was 
connected to the love that I had for you yeah. and the love that I had for your well-being and your journey and your blossoming and your your full your full true expression and like like I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of seeing that and just seeing you blossom and seeing you grow and seeing you just like become this incredible pillar of like authentic being and presence and just leadership and power and integrity and all these incredible things. And I think devotion to that in another person, regardless of what that means for you, (laughs) (laughs) um, is really one of the prerequisites for being able to maintain a true love relationship over time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I don't even know what to say to any of that. That's just like, it's beautiful. Like you, God damn, you're so fucking beautiful inside. It's unbelievable. You're beautiful outside, obviously, but, but you're so beautiful inside. It's like, it's like walking through a palace of crystal and like the most rare gems you've ever seen in the universe. And just being like, you see all of these, this is the front room. And then you like open the deep chambers and there's just this like fractal ever changing geometry of light. That's just like, this is this is you know God's soul. Look at this. She's fucking squirming like crazy. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm just in reverence of the beauty of your soul right now. And it's just very, it's very amazing. And you just say, like, <laughs> she's like, fucking stop. <laughs> she's like, fucking stop saying it. Um, to to hear you say, like, this is how you maintain like a true love relationship. Like, it's that like it's the first time I think I've ever actually acknowledged it as that, right? Like, I think it's easy to judge ourselves harshly, especially in the spiritual journey of being like, here are all the ways I am, I am in conditional love. Here are all the ways that I'm not in unconditional <laughs> love, right? Um, but this is, this is the relationship I can always hearken back to where it's like, mm-hmm. I can expect mm-hmm. nothing from you and still love you. Um, it, it's, yeah. you know, we've, we've probably, we've hurt each other more than probably any, anybody else in each other's lives have, have, you know, with maybe the exception of like the unintentional pain that like your parents cause you and things like that. Right. Um, like yeah. those, those childhood wounds, but like as conscious adults, we've probably like brought more pain to each other than any other relationship. And even through that, like we were like, okay, you know, like I hate you, but I love you. And then we moved, yeah. you know, we trans, you know, we, we transmuted the pain of it and, you know, just were able to kind of find deeper, deeper presence deeper presence. Yeah. Deeper presence. Absolutely. And now we're like, you know, now we're a thousand miles away and we're still able to do it. So. Yeah. And we still have some of the most impactful conversations that I have in my life, you know, and we definitely, we had some amazing conversations when we were together, but I think now we've come to a place where we really accelerate each other's growth in a way mm-hmm. that's consistent yeah. in a way that feels, you know, like I, I use quotes sustainable. Um, we, we don't, we're not required to abandon any parts of ourselves mm. in order to uh, remain in connection, to remain open about um, the space that we can hold for each other Um it's like, we don't have to make ourselves small. We don't have to hide any aspect of our life from each other. We can offer each other support in every area, family, relationships, dating. Yeah. Um, we talk about dating spiritual a lot. Work. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, you dated, you, you dated a few people after we broke up and I remember being the person you called. Like, yeah, I think I've, I've, I've talked to you about, I've talked to you about like most of the, most of the men that you've dated, but like you had three more serious relationships, I think since we broken up or you wouldn't consider them serious, but like, no. at like a le- but like at a level that like, I mean, you dated them for several months, right. That kind of thing. And there were, there were okay. conflicts and, you know, things that were coming up inside of you that you wanted to talk about in relationship to them. And like, we talked about them, right. It was like, yeah. I'm dating this person. This is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. And all this kind of stuff. And I remember being the person you would talk to about it. Yeah. And what I will say about like what you're talking about with uh, not like not having anything off the table these days. Right. It's almost like, it's not almost like this is what it is in every type of interaction or every type of relationship, we have different belief systems about how they should work, right? Like we have different belief systems. Everybody does every different belief systems about how friendship should work, how relationships Mm -hmm. to parents and elders should work, how relationships Mm -hmm. to siblings should work, how relationships with partners should work And our belief systems out of, out of our belief systems come rule sets through which we engage our consensus reality. And, you know, romantic relationship happens to be the area of most people's lives where they carry the most wounding in their belief systems, where they carry the most distortion um, and mm. manipulation and, and fear-based programming in their belief systems, which and generate conditions. conditions, exactly, which generate some yeah. of the most fear-based rules. And so that when we were able to, you know, like transition out of romantic relationship, you know, after after a time we were able to let go of expectations of each other conditions for each other right and mm-hmm. um able to accept that we each needed some a, a struct like a relationship structure that was different than the other person needed or wanted right yeah yeah and that i did want to like touch on that just how when we when we exited our monogamous relationship mm-hmm. and we were kind of looking into bringing ourselves back together, but through a different relationship structure mm-hmm. and how, like yeah. how I think that was really where we decided and saw with clarity that we both needed different things from each other. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of where we were able to see with with love and forgiveness what the other person needed that we weren't able to offer and mm-hmm. give yeah yeah absolutely so i know that so we we had separated uh right before i graduated from undergraduate so right before mm-hmm. i graduated college and then we spent a yeah. summer apart from each other um i've talked a little bit about this on the podcast before for the the audience members but i'll just briefly r- recap like we separated i graduated everyone I knew went out of town. So like, I mean, you and I were separated, so we weren't talking and you were, you know, you, this was pre COVID obviously. So you were going to festivals, you were going to all these music mm-hmm. things. You were seeing people in San Francisco and, you know, staying with your mom, staying with your dad, doing all these different things. So, and we weren't talking, right. Um, yeah. my best friends were out of town and I couldn't leave town and go see my folks because I had to start working on my master's degree because I needed to get it done in a year mm-hmm. rather than the two that it normally yeah. takes. Right. So I immediately went straight from grinding my ass off an undergraduate to grinding my ass off in the lab. And I was by myself for like at least a month. And I really started to, you know, we had had, you had kind of, you know, woken me up spiritually with the LSD trip that I've talked about on the podcast, yeah. but 
this was like when I started to open up spiritually on my own. I started like, I found Paul Selig's work. I bought like three of his books and I just started voraciously reading that. I started Mm -hmm. meditating more seriously Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff, or like, or at least contemplating more seriously. And we, we went to have a walk through the UC Davis Arboretum one day. It was at the end of summer. We got back together, like, you know, to hang out, to go for a walk and to have lunch together and just catch up and, you know, kind of feel things out and just be like, you know, can we hmm. have a friendship? I think is kind of what the intention was when we walked in. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, can, can we, can we still relate to each other without like so much pain that we're just going to be like verbally abusing each other or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. Or whatever it is. I mean, for me, that was kind of like my, my model of pain and relationship, but we mm. spent the day together and realized that we were just not ready to be done basically. Um, and at the end of the day, I remember we had the conversation and we would, and we had intended to hang out for like an hour or two and we had ended up spending like eight straight hours together. And, uh, yeah, we were getting ready to go home and we were talking about getting back together. Um, and you had basically said like, I can't do monogamy again. Like I can't do it. Mm -hmm. You know, I've realized that I'm not cut out for that. And we had, we had in our relationship talked about polyamory. We had talked about polygamy. We had talked about, or not even that we talked about open relationship. And I was like, it's something I'm curious about is what I had said. Like, and I remember I was the one that had brought it up and I was like, something I'm curious Mm -hmm. about for these reasons. Like I've know I've struggled with jealousy my whole life and like all these different things. And it would be a way for me to confront that jealousy and move through it. Um, Mm -hmm. really, really trying to just be in that warrior archetype, you know, just like head on face these things. And I was like, (laughs) you know, you were like, I can't do monogamy again. And I was like, that's okay. Like we, we will, we will try open and we will set ground rules and we will try and be respectful to each other. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I think that was, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, I think it was, it was really what made it I don't know how much you've shared on the podcast about mm-hmm. how that was for you and in what ways you struggled with that. Um, no, I but I think talked about it at all. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how comfortable you would be with me airing out oh, our laundry on air. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I would definitely love to hear about all the ways that you, cause you really struggled with that. And I think part <laughs> mm-hmm. of that was that I was already, emotionally in a space to be really open to polyamory and it was Mm -hmm. something that I'd kind of been playing around for a while playing around with for a while and um it wasn't that long after that that I really integrated this understanding that like I'm not broken there's nothing wrong with me this is Mm -hmm. this is just this is how I love this isn't me fearing love this is me fearing intimacy this is this is a part of the way that i'm bringing more love into the world mm. and um i have been in like an open um, a really really supportive open polyamorous relationship you know recently and that really showed me how much love i'm capable of mm-hmm. experiencing by yeah. being able to support someone else's exploration as well as be fully supported in my exploration and just the 
the powerful container of love that that truly is, you know? And I think that I wasn't too far off from being ready for that when we broke up. And I think that, um, yeah, you wanted to explore and you wanted to like slowly open and like do maybe some, you were fucking like like a floodgate ready to just, (laughs) there was like so much water built up and I was like trying to put my finger on the hose, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot like, it was something like, so we talked, we brushed very briefly earlier in the podcast on how we each kind of like yin and yang, like lock and key fit into the things that we each struggle with, yeah. like, you know, yep. uh, conversely. So like, mm-hmm. you know, for like, for me being on like purpose, being on mission, moving forward, Um, And there was a time where like, I mean, you had, there was a time where you had struggled with friendship and things like that. And like, I was, I've just always been like, that's something that I just mastered in other lifetimes, right? Like these things are things that I came into this life having expertise over and you came into Mm -hmm. this life having expertise over um, the relationship and like Mm -hmm. more open love and things, more open romantic love and things like that. Right. And that is a big struggle for me in this lifetime. Like that, you know, my, my, I won't go too deep into it, but like that has been the source of the the greatest like suffer emotional suffering that I've endured in this lifetime has been through through like romantic relationship and uh, self worth around all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So moving into a polyamorous relationship with somebody who was ready to go fucking gung ho, you're just like, don't bro, I'm ready to fuck. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You're ready to love, but like, (laughs) like you came out of the gate like ready to have a lot of very meaningful relationships and interactions with other people. Right. Absolutely. Open heart. And I, and, and, you know, for, for our listeners, if they can't just tell from your voice and from your heart, like you're a very beautiful person, like outside and in. So it's not really a problem for you to find (laughs) partners. And it's not a problem for you to find, like, especially like in the circles that you move in male men who are open-hearted, right? Like, cause you, you're very involved in like the, in the music scene um, and Mm. in, in the spiritual communities where, where having open-hearted men who are more in touch with their feminine side yeah. uh, is not, it's not, you know, commonplace, but it's not rare either. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I was still at the time very afraid of my feminine. In fact, I was actually carrying my mother's feminine. Well, my feminine was actually atrophied kind of hidden somewhere inside the vaults of my subconscious. And that's a whole nother story for another time. Um, that's a whole nother Looking spiritual journey that mm-hmm. I went on, but like, you know, I was still very afraid of my feminine and all these different things. And so like, I don't think I was quite able to offer you some of the tenderness that you needed. I was tender with you, but yes, you know, um, yeah. But- and I had had so much shame about like the ways in which I wanted to be in relationship and, mm-hmm. uh, your, I feel like your pain body was more than down to <laughs> kind of lean into that and kind yeah. of be like, well, you should be ashamed of yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, you should be yeah. guilty about these things. I dug my fingers into um, the cut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and... there, there, there's some backstory to that as well. Like, so, so there's, I'll say for the, for the listeners that there's more behind that, but, but like, you know, I wasn't just kind of like unprompted leaning into these things, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. you know, it was my own, my emotions were my own responsibility and, and I wasn't 
um, I wasn't in a place to take accountability for them at that time. Mm. And so I did lean into those things. Right. And I, I did have a lot of wounding in my life and in our relationship, some around some of yeah. these things, you know, yeah. um, some of these patterns, mm. you know, you weren't the first person to raise some of these patterns in my life. Right. And, uh, and so I was, I, you know, it was almost like I was engaging with all of the people in my life who had, um, who had contributed to this wound and like overlaid them on you. And it was just like that, right. It was, mm-hmm. I was engaging with that. And it was in some ways the same with like, you, you know, me and your father wound, like, you know, yeah. uh, I was, I was, I was me and your father in that relationship mm-hmm. in, in regards to that wound. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel guilty about it to this day, you know, and I still work, I still work with this guilt. I still work on this guilt, but like the, the, how do I put this? So when we opened up the relationship, I felt very out of control naturally, right? Like as anybody would, and that's the point of an open relationship is to remove manipulation and to remove control from people. And seeing you, this is so shameful, but like seeing you feel ashamed gave me, it it meant I had the power in the relationship because shame is a very low vibration. And so you would shame, you would shame up, you would curl down and you would be kind of in some ways like willing to accept my, whatever, my expectations or something like that. Right. And it gave me, and I was, I was at the the level of anger. Right. And so it's like yeah. still a shitty vibration, but like a, a higher energy level. So it was kind of like the weight of my anger leveraging the, the depth of your shame. And that's yeah. kind of like, you know, it gave me power in the relationship and it was unhealthy and I knew it was, but yeah, you know, I was too, yeah. I felt too wounded to, to not do it. Absolutely. And there was a lot of, and it was, it was the, sh- the shame that I had already been carrying that had led to, you know, a happenstance that really broke trust, deep, deep trust, deep, like, like you would let me in so deeply. Yeah. And I had kind of forced my, forced my way in a little bit, <laughs> mm-hmm. but really like, you know, given you this idea that like I was someone you could trust with anything, with everything, I would never betray your trust. And you really develop that idea of me as someone that you could trust. And that's what I wanted. Um, at the same time, this undercurrent of shame was building that I had Mm. had desires in our relationship. And like, um, yeah, I think it all just kind of (laughs) came together and exploded. And so from that space, it was not really a healthy feeling place for us to be exploring mm-hmm. non-monogamy together. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm really proud of us for trying and yeah. the work we did during that phase together because we were doing our best to be conscious and aware and communicating. We did a really good job of communicating. I'm really proud of us. I'm Mm -hmm. really proud of that. Um, But yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really impressed actually looking back that you were able to agree to, (laughs) you know, (laughs) dating other people and letting me see other people. Um, And yeah, I just want to acknowledge you for that, how much strength you are carrying and even being able to choose that with me in that moment. 
Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And like, I guess what I'll say for the listeners um, is that uh, it didn't feel like strength, right? Like some, like a lot of the times courage and strength, they, they don't feel like, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm being strong. Like I'm being the warrior yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've nope. got this shit, you know, it was like nope. just pain. It was just a lot of pain, a lot of feeling out of control, a lot of worry, um, a lot of guilt, a lot of anger, a lot of shame. Um, and just like showing up, <laughs> you know, just trying to show up and trying to make things work. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of, <laughs> is this worth it conversations we did. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. our, our open relationship was a little less than probably half the length of our monogamous relationship. Like definitely. Um, Only what I will months, say, I believe. Hmm? Only a few months, I believe. Six months, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, we, we, we gave it a, we gave it a pretty good shot. Yeah. Wow. Given the tools that we had at the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, geez, but I mean, it didn't, for both of us, did not feel like we were being courageous. It did not feel like we were, I don't know. When, what did it feel like on your end? Cause you've, you've done, you've I've been grateful. You've shared a lot of like reflections of, of the way that I showed up or, you know, the way that you, you know, wanted to, to highlight the way that I showed up. How did it feel for you? Um, I think it was it was really difficult um, to feel like because I'd already started seeing uh, someone after we'd broken up mm-hmm. and um, we had so, a sexual relationship mm-hmm. um, and, and an emotional wanted, one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Really, it was an important emotional relationship to me. And it was one that I wanted to keep and I wanted to continue seeing this person. And so I think it was really difficult that I felt like the agreements that we had put within our relationship were blocking the natural flow that I was experiencing in my other relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like just a, it felt like another reflection of the feeling of kind of um, a little bit of like trappedness or a little bit of like someone else's boundaries being like trumping mine, mm-hmm. you know, and that yeah. was a sensation that I really, and I still really dislike in like relationships. Yeah. That's like, like a no go for you. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it's, it's very toxic to mm-hmm. in some relationships, obviously like people are happy in monogamy and they agree, they agree on the boundaries and yeah. Um, but that was something that it was kind of like a sacrifice and a compromise. And I felt like it was hindering my ability to like express love with someone that I cared about. And I think what made it really hard was seeing this reflection of you as someone who, because you would call me and I remember distinctly this one phone call where you had like, we had had an agreement that like, I don't want to go too deep into it, but this this was the thing that broke us up that second time. Yes. I remember the phone call. Yeah. This was the thing that broke us up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I called you to this day. I don't like, I was just, I remember to this, I was so livid. Um, because to me, like, you know, you, you know, you, you're saying like it was a sacrifice on these things and it was for you. It absolutely was. I'm not taking that away from you. It was a compromise. It was a sacrifice, but the whole time 
I was like, you fucking agreed to this. Like you, you said, you know, I laid out the rules or not the rules, right? Like we both agreed on different mm-hmm. things. We both had different constructs for each other, but we, we talked about them. We even wrote, wrote them down if I'm not mistaken. And we were yeah. like, you know, are you okay with this? Like, we don't have to date again. Like, but these are, if we do, these are the constructs. Are you okay with this? And like, you know, we both agreed. And then like, I remember asking you specifically, are there any, like, are there any questions? Is there anything here that you could misconstrue? And you were like, no, I got it. And Mm -hmm. you did not got it. (laughs) You, um, you, yeah. Like there there was like a, there was a misunderstanding, right. Um, Mm -hmm. which I, at the time was like, how could you misunderstand that? It seems so blatantly like obvious and like the wording that we had used to kind of like establish our relationship or whatever. And part of it was like, I just felt because like you're saying, like it was a compromise, it was a sacrifice and it was, and you, and you agreed to it. And I just kind of felt like, because you kept, you know, thinking of it as, and feeling it as like a sacrifice and as like a compromise and like seeing that in you and hearing you express that, like, I almost felt like, and this is my insecurities coming to the surface, but it was like, I felt like you were pity dating me and like, I was Mm -hmm. grasping Mm -hmm. at you. Right. And you were like, drifting more towards him because he was somebody who was more a more, more natural polyamorous person right he was yeah. somebody who could more naturally do that he was not somebody who struggled with a lot of jealousy and so on the one end yeah. we had this very deep relationship but it was fraught with pain and like with history and yeah. with my with my insecurities of like you know all this and you know I could see you starting to want to just be with him more than you wanted to be with me and when that happened, it came down to this, like, you know, it felt like you were choosing him over me. And then I even asked you at one point that night during that conversation was like, you would be, I forgot exactly what I'd asked you, but you'd basically said, like, I don't know who I would choose. And I was like, how could you say that? You know, it's been, we've been together for two plus years. Like, how, how is that? How could this even be possible? And I just felt like if my self-worth wasn't low before at that point, like it hit an all-time low that night, right? So Wow. I don't even, I don't remember that conversation. There were a couple of times when we went through the really deep ringer and I remember seeing your face there because there was the one time where we were in person and this was, you know, after what had happened in our first relationship. And then there was this conversation, but the one time we were in person, I remember seeing you dissociate at one point. And you had said something similar at that point than you had said in this relationship that we're referring to right now. And I remembered it just like rocking me. Mm. Um, this is a mm. deep expose right now yeah. <laughs> on us. This really is. But I remember seeing you kind of dissociate and it was almost like a reflection of what I was talking about earlier with what I would do early yeah. in our relationship where I just felt yeah. completely disconnected from my emotions. And I yeah. saw that happen because you're, you are such an empathetic person. Like you are yes. a very high level empath. And so for you to feel my pain like it was killing you. It was like taking so much from you because you felt your own shame and then you felt just all the pain yes. that I was experiencing. And it was just too much for one person. And like, like, like let me just acknowledge you for that. Cause like I, this was before I even understood the, the depth of what it meant to be an empath. And you just fucking held all of that. And you tried to stay strong and you tried to meet expectations and you tried to hold fast for our relationship. And like, you were a warrior too. Like we really, you know, we did our best. We did yeah. our best. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for, thank you for that. Yeah. I'm feeling, feeling it all right now, bringing me back to like that space of like, 
I, I, I just see it as the time that I just st- really stopped being able to show up for you. The mm. ways in which I felt like I had made a lot of promises to. And I think that's why it's so hard to look back at that time and just see myself like not being able to offer you the love and the presence and the empathy that I felt like I allowed you to trust would always come out of me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, that night, just kind of like that, that feeling of just being like, what happened? This is a different person. You know, it was like, you were, I mean, I remember actually remember this happening with my, my ex right before you as well, when she started to you know suffer from like really deeply suffer from depression. And I remember like talking to her, looking at her and just being like, this isn't the person that I fell in love with. Like, this is the person that I know. Right. And it was that kind of thing. It was like, there's this doppelganger in, in Emma's body who that just doesn't love me or like, doesn't care about me. And, you know, and like, it was like all of that. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I love and appreciate your acknowledgement of that and just like feeling, mm. you know, all of this kind of coming up and coming out. This is a trigger warning episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As much as we're, as we're steering the ship here, like I do feel very out of control, you know, like there's just, uh, it's just too raw. It's, too natural, <laughs> right? it's like being on, it's like being, you might be the best ship captain in the world, but when you get on some really rough high seas in the Atlantic, like it's, it's you against God basically, you know? Yeah, and you just have you to just hold on surrender. for dear life with like the the edge of your abilities to survive it, and it's like kind of like we're you know we're we're tapping into the turbulent seas of like this you know this really deep shit <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, this has been really a reflection of like what our what our relationship has been. You know, it's like looking at the the beautiful beautiful moments we get to share and the beautiful conversations and the way we speak about each other and you know the way we reflect <laughs> each other and like mm-hmm. just oh so beautiful but yeah at the same time like even still when we share our stories with each other sometimes we get back into these like heavier murkier waters and we we bring up memories that we have with each other that maybe the other person forgot. And we're just like, yeah, we're Oh, like, that's not a good reflection to have. I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. No, um, I'm a being of love and light, dude. I'm the fucking little <laughs> prince of Portland. I, I fucking shred, dude. What? I don't, I don't hurt people. I grip in your wrist, dude. <laughs> uh, as I yeah, sit here and wipe exactly. tears away from my eyes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, we fucking earned it by the way. Like we like <laughs> these like beautiful reflections we have for each other. We fucking yeah. earned that shit straight up. Like <laughs> you're like, Oh, how do these like people get to this point in relationship? This, this shit is how <laughs> just like, <laughs> Oh, is this the deepest cut you've ever had in your life? Let me stick my fucking thumb in it. <laughs> and then just Dirty like, ass finger in it. Dirty ass bitch. <laughs> just, like, getting up in that shit. You know, I gotta like to to make uh, to make it a little bit more meta. Like, this is one of the things that I, that keeps me coming back to Earth. You know what I mean? This is one of the mm. things that you know that, that's so that's such a gift about Earth incarnations. Like, this is like a this is a ten out of ten level difficulty planet. You know, of incarnation, <laughs> and like this is why. Like, it the it, it's one of the only planets in the universe that has both physical psycho has physical psychological and emotional suffering. 
as mm. as catalyst for soul growth, right? And sometimes we feel all three at once. And, uh, you know, I mean, so like some of the depth of this pain and the shadow that we're exploring right now are only possible here, you know, or um, only possible here in this way, right? These dynamics. Yeah, in this time. Mm-hmm. In this time. Yeah. And it's, you know, so this is, this is the kind of shit that keeps me coming back. Right. Cause you couldn't, you know, pe- like profound peace and joy. It's like, you know, it, it doesn't mean quite as much unless you felt like what some of this deep, deep darkness really feels like yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to highlight that it's, it's the way we remain present with ourselves and what's coming up. Yeah. And really, really owning like the pieces that come up and remaining connected to the conversation. Yeah, have allowed us to remain facing each other and not steering away from each other for too long. Um, I think the moment we start start the moment we invalidate each other is the moment we steer away from each other's hearts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that is, wow. What a banger of a quote right there. What a of a quote. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, there's so many little things there, right? There's like the, and these are, these are kind of like these principles, I think principles of relationship as we've learned them is that like one, when we navigate these waters, it's always, it's not about what the other person did. It's about how we feel. This is how I feel about this. Yeah. Like this is what's coming yeah. up inside of me. Right. And so it's not about blaming you and we had to learn this, Mm -hmm. right? It's not about blaming you. Mm -hmm. It is about how I'm feeling that way we can take the space to support and nurture each other's feelings and not feel like we're at fault. Right. And part of that, which comes inexplicable from it, but is an equally important point is that, you know, we learned not to steer away from each other because we understand that these pains aren't caused by the partner. These pains exist inside of you already. Your partner is a Mm -hmm. catalyst for them. And you can go find yep. a thousand different partners. You can you can yep. conquer the world of romance <laughs> as much as like fucking Genghis Kong if you want. And you will keep finding yourself there, you know? Yep. And you will think, what the, what the fuck is wrong with all these people? I only date men like this. I only <laughs> date women like that. It's like, no, no, no. You are just reflecting yourself back on you. And until you deal with this inside of you, you're going to keep meeting what yep. you think is the same person, but it's not. Yeah. You're just using people Beautiful. to do this, you know? Um <sighs> Yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Beautifully said. All these different, all these different things that, you know, like these wisdoms that we had to really fucking earn, you know, and I'm glad that we did it so young, you know, Mm -hmm. we started dating when we were probably like 22 or 23. Um, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're 27 now. So. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's been, it's been a long journey. And so where are we now? Like, where do you feel like you are now? I was just, I'm, I'm taking in your reflection. Mm. I'm taking in who you are every time I connect with you. I'm taking in how fucking beautiful it is that you are the person you are today. I'm taking in all the ways that you show up with your heart when it's fucking hard, all the things that you sacrifice all the time in order to remain true to yourself, in order to remain true to your path, 
and ultimately remain true to love and your heart and bringing your heart to everything, everything as much as you can, as much as you can, your heart is there. And even when you're having a hard time, you're like, my heart is here. <laughs> my heart's fucking here. I fucking wish it wasn't. <laughs> Protect yourself. Get the fuck out of here. You know, throwing yourself on the bombs. Like, get the fuck out of your heart. And then it just beats on the ground. You're like, I fucking wish you had legs. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah, I could say so much more. I could say so much more. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to want to turn you So much more. Like fucking blubbering. And just the way you show up, the way you show up, truly, the way you refuse to hide. And it's so profoundly inspiring to watch you become who you are and become more of yourself every day. And I get to watch the magic that unfolds as you do that. And it gets to inspire me and it gets to remind me of the truth that I already know. And it gets to, yeah, inspire me and help me follow my path on a deeper level. And yeah, so thank you for all the work that you've done and all the work that you do because I've also received limitless blessings from it. And I continue to do so every time I see you and every time we connect and every, every time you show up, you know, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I, 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 it sounds cheesy, but I, I mean, I couldn't do it without you. Like you have this, this innate ability you've, as long as I've known you, you've had this, like this ability to see, like this ability to see people. Mm. Um, You saw me before I saw myself, like you saw who I was and who I could be. And you, I mean, you saw who we could be, you saw all these different things and you see this in everybody, you know, and I didn't understand like, you know, the world I grew up in was hard and mean, like there was a lot of love in it. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock that. Like there was a lot of love, but you know, if there wasn't where there, where there wasn't love, there was violence, you know, be it emotional or physical violence. And like you, you saw people, saw, you saw people and yeah, there were people that triggered you and there were people that rubbed you wrong and, you know, kind of, you know, brought out your insecurities and those types of things. But you mean, you, you just saw people. And this was, you know, when we, you know, we were, when we were in that open relationship, like your ability to see your partners and like, you know, love them and get yourself into relationships that were loving and supporting and wholesome because you were able to see who these people were and what you were willing and not willing to accept into your life. And like, that's something that like, I remember back in the day when you used to struggle with boundaries and you used to ask me like, how do I set boundaries? How do I do boundaries? Like, how is this a thing? You know? And you fuck, you've grown like, wow, you've got, you mastered boundaries. <laughs> you got so good at them. Like you went from Thank being you. like, how the f- do I set a boundary with people? Like this, this girl said this to me, or this girl expects this from me. How do I do that? And like, remember talking to you about it back then. And nowadays it's like, if somebody doesn't, you know, meet the expectations or the boundaries that you've set, like you're out, you don't make them wrong. <laughs> you don't make them wrong. You don't punish them for it. You yeah. just leave. Right. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, I told you, yeah. like I told you what was going to happen. Like, yeah, I gave you my heart under, under these boundaries and, you know, you cross them. And so I have to protect my heart, you know? Yeah. And so you've, you've been, you've been able to see people and then you've been able to like 
really come up against a lot of the things that like you, you struggled with and you just worked at them and you just worked at them and you just worked at them. And like, I, I know very few people who do shadow work the way that you do shadow work. I mean, like you will Thanks. fucking lock yourself in your bedroom and just all day fucking mm-hmm. cry it out and journal it out mm-hmm. and breathe it out oh, yeah. and whatever body work it and breath work it and journal work it and shadow work it and channel it and all of it, dance it, you know, scream it like all of it. You've tapped into all of it <laughs> and you've tried it all, you know, and uh, you know, it shows, it shows. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that reflection. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, if, always, if, go ahead. You've always reflected you've always just that third eye. I've, I've always talked about your third eye. I've always talked about your third eye, but you've always uh, given me such beautiful reflections that have just gotten more and more beautiful every time you give them to me. And I think that's, that's one of the most incredible gifts that I think we offer each other is the reflections of each other that we're able to speak so beautifully so beautifully and just like go we just hit each other's hearts and like make each other cry and like make each other feel all the things and move and just like (laughs) we we literally move each other with the way we're able to see each other Mm. and beautifully from the heart communicate those reflections and what we see and yeah yeah. um, thank you yeah of course of course of course (laughs) It's one of the, uh, I think it's one of the beautiful things about like open-hearted relationship or like open-hearted friendship is that when one person is in a space of love and is ready to share from that space, the other person is ready to receive in the heart as well. And, you know, it's like, I, I, okay, I'm, I'm going to allow you to move me and like being, and in some ways being attuned to what it feels like to be in the energy of love and being like, this is not something that I always, that I get to experience every moment of every day. And so while it is here, I'm going to make sure that I open myself up to it Mm -hmm. because like the best moments in life come from being in this energy. And if this person is is gifting this to me from their, from their connection to it, then like, I will accept it, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that there's something unique about the twin flame relationship and like being reflective towards one another? I think, I think that's part of definitely something special to our relationship. I don't know that all twin flame relationships would have that as a primary gift. I think there would or might be other areas where the gifts of that connection would be more highlighted and the energy of that connection would come through more effortlessly. But I definitely think that is one of our magical superpowers, blessings for with each other. It's just like that channel of sharing these perspectives. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, I think we've explored deep and hard today. We've done Yep. A lot of work. And I'll be honest with you, I'm like emotionally exhausted. Like I'm tired from everything that just transpired. Um, and so I just wanted to uh, to take a second to just acknowledge like if anybody out there, we have, a, we have a largely female listenership. If there are any women out there looking to become empowered and looking to work one-on-one with a very wise and very powerful woman 
who, as you've clearly seen, you know, holds space, holds a non-judgmental, forgiving and loving space, whole, you know, and has just wisdom on wisdom on wisdom on wisdom. <laughs> like you can work with Emma. I uh, will find a way to put her. I don't do the, I don't do the tech stuff. That's Neil's job, <laughs> but I will find a way to work with Neil and get her information into, um, into the show notes or something so that you guys can, can speak to her. Emma, do you have like, you want to tell them your Instagram or something like that? And then say any last words that you have for the listeners today? Yeah. Thank you so, so much for that. And that reflection. Um, um, yeah, my Instagram right now is Emma Naomi coaching and I am offering free discovery calls. So if you feel connected with me, you feel resonant with me, if you would love to get together and just like see what magic we can create together. Um, there are a few things that bring me more joy than connecting with a soulmate sister and just being able to reflect magic for each other. So yeah, my, my heart is open to you. I would love to connect and even just connect on Instagram. And just if, if you loved this episode and just want to say hi, like I would love that too, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you guys again for listening and staying tuned with us. I know you guys miss Neil's sultry leather saddle voice, but uh, it's like, mm-hmm. like whiskey so on leather. I know it's good. Oh it's good. He gets me going, you know, yeah, right. I'm trying not to touch my nipples the whole time he's talking. I'm like, fuck me, you know, right? <laughs> but I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys didn't get to experience a little bit of Neil today, but I think you guys hopefully got something that you needed from this. And thank you for being here with our relationship as well and uh, experiencing this with us. Cause I know I'm sure it was quite raw at times. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. all the love to you guys and we will see you yeah. next week.